0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Chingo Chats. Keep your politics at the door. If you like political talk, you know, freedom talk is what I call it. Go listen to RPT, Red Miles. It has its own RSS feed. But right now, this is Chingo Chats. We keep it non political. As best as we can, because, yeah. you know, these days, bro, once you wake up and realize that Hollywood has been compromised, <laughs> Enos Cantor's game time has been reduced. Uh, they cut the feed from the Boston Celtics uh, to, to China. Oh, word. They cut the feed every time he plays and shit, because he be wearing them shoes talking about Taiwan. So the CCP don't want none of them rebellious free speech LeBron, he gonna, he gonna, he's oh, going he to play his position. Now, he want to sell them brown browns out there in, in Beijing.
1: Not only that, but they're going to post every other post on ESPN, on Instagram about LeBron. Like, every other post is yeah. a LeBron
0: post. Yeah, but Enos Kanter and, and the Celtics, so they've been cutting his time, and they're not playing the Celtics games in China. So if you like that kind of talk, go listen to RPT. This is Chingo Chats, and we like to react to things in, in the news, brother. Um, first of all, shout-out to everybody that came out to all the tour stops Freedom of Speech Tour is a wrap. You feel Shout you out have Salt Lake City. some kind City. of
1: uh, patriotic music like... Something. Thank you. It's over. 2021. It's
0: all about the freedom of speech. And, um, you know, if you pay attention, censorship is up. And like I was saying earlier, man, once you realize that like, wait, Hollywood films are largely financed by the ccp and it's like wait is this propaganda like first you start to notice like man films are kind of whack lately like they just keep rehashing stuff but uh but yeah free speech man um it was it was a blast doing a stand-up comedy and and just reminding people that um that uh you know the comedians they're going after the comedians for a reason man uh our job is to find the line of what we can't talk about what's what's taboo what's controversial who you're not allowed to pick on so that we know how free are we really
1: actually this this is a great uh, jump off point um what what is that line chingo do you think there is a line you know let's just say when you first got into the comedy game or before you even did before when you were just an entertainer of all sorts you know sketches and music and Mm -hmm. a public figure And you weren't doing stand-up yet. Did you think to yourself, like, there's a line, you know, there's certain things that are untouchable, and then you got into it, and then we're going through this whole cancel culture era of our history?
0: Yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, uh, doing my rap thing, um, you know, Anything political I was saying was very like, orale, this is stolen land." You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, the it it sounded good and it felt good to to just be like, "They're hating on our primos, fool." But now you grown and shit, paying taxes, and you don't grew up a little bit, and now you're looking at this disaster on the border, and now you're like, "Bro, I can't, I can no longer promote this." Yeah, you know, once you grow up, you like, shit, you start feeling like you to manage your Best Buy, and your primos are like, "Come on, fool, let me return it." I know I don't have a receipt, and i was like. I know, fool, it's just, man, it's how they do, you know, that, man, fuck these rules, bro, I'm with you, I'm still your cousin. Those bits are still funny. Like, I still love you, I'm still your cousin, but man, that's the policy here, bro, this is Best Buy, you know, and we just, you know, you can't have the toaster longer than 90 days, and I know I'm your primo, and I'm here, I'm in the Best Buy, but, I, you know, we got rules, player. But, um, so, back when I was starting, it was PC culture, it was politically correctness. Now, my brother-in-law, who's older, he's ex-Marine. He's like pretty much been Republican. I think ever since Ronald Reagan in the 80s and him being in the military, he's been very um, pro-America. Yes. And very weary of communism and socialism and and very suspicious. How much older is he? He's 13 years older than me. So so, you know, they're from a different era, man. They cut from a different cloth. They were they were they had to be tougher back then. You know, my era, you know, you got Nintendo and shit. Back then, they were worried about Russia and the Cold War, and it was like the arms race, and, you know, the propaganda was different in the schools, right? But anyway, long story short, I know he would always make little comments about, like, man, this stupid fucking politically correct bullshit making everybody pussies. Yeah. You know what I mean? They pussy, pussifying America. And I'd be like, bro, relax. Like, <laughs> like, hey, like relax. Calmate, primo. Put Calmate. the flag away, brother. Like, do you have to wear the, wear the Marine hat everywhere? And, uh, you know, now that I'm older. To, how rude. Do you have what? to wear that United, you know, Forces hat? Hey, but now I wear, like, my American flag hat yeah, and you shit in the, in the airport. And they be like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, I just like to represent. But I ain't served. Some, on some stolen valor shit, start putting medals and shit on you. I'm just a professional shit talker. That's how I contribute to protect our country. But, um, but yeah, man. So, hope you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick reminder, if you haven't yet, hit us up patreon.com forward slash red pill if you want all the bonus content all the premium content get behind the paywall access all of the goodies we have all of the shows the full episodes get access to everything just go to patreon.com forward slash red pill list, and for the price of a cup of coffee you could join the thia the tamale intelligence agency all right back to the show i don't know what the line is obviously dave Chappelle, he's learned a thing or two uh Lil Boosie, he's learned a thing or two about like what you can't say and what yeah, you can't do. But man, that's
1: that's the beauty about comedy, Kevin Hart. right? All these people, all these modern, you know, uh these modern killers, like these modern entertainment icons, right? But then you go back, let's just say fifteen, maybe twenty years, maybe even less. Not quite like Eddie Murphy early days, but let's just say Sam Kinnison or uh, you know, even Louis C.K. Dice Clay, these oh. people that were saying shit that was so
0: off the wall, and you never heard. I mean, maybe oh. because of the internet and publications were different. I think we just had, I know this is sound kind of a RPT type of conversation, but in terms of culture, we hadn't been all the way compromised yet. So, totally. So, so in other words, all the woke stuff, like uh, Ibram X. Kendi and all these anti-racist books or whatever mm-hmm. um, that Brian Callen was speaking about on, yeah. on T-Fat K, um well that was conspiracy social club
1: oh didn't that's didn't what that was it. my yeah.
0: bad okay the clip came through so small bro. weird yeah sometimes it, it does that on iphones it compressed it maybe my dad i didn't ran up my dad but um <laughs> unlimited uh, is expensive you know okay so so for example here's what i want to say old school eddie murphy stand-up mm-hmm. bro you gotta go back and hear some of this shit like this is the shit i grew up on this is the shit I grew up on. Like some of them jokes, he, you can't play that today. Oh, you know what? I've never actually gone through the whole specials. Bro, I've only heard clips. Bro, he was, I think Schultz referenced it the other day uh, when he was telling his Eddie Murphy story. Oh, from but, the movie? Because I didn't know Schultz, um, well, a lot of us were, but I didn't know Eddie Murphy was so, so high on the list for him as like, yo, this is, this is what I want to do. From the very first Chingo chat um there's like a highlight on the what Did he
1: said page it's from the first chingo chat which i think was in december or january of this year um that was kind of the thing exactly what schultz was saying you know eddie murphy was like i looked up to him and that's what got me in the comedy but
0: anyway go on yeah so some of the jokes he was doing was like what if uh ralph cramden of uh, the honeymooners was gay and it's like what if mr t was gay he does this whole act out like oh yeah and he's like uh he does all these voices and and like some crazy act outs and he's saying some wild stuff that in 2021 Woo, boy! This gonna be like Eddie done misgender somebody.
1: That's the shit I hate, man. Like that's what com- that's why comedians were like the coolest people on earth because they could say anything they wanted. Obviously, as long as they made it funny or thought provoking or whatever, but it's like nothing was off limits for them. And now
0: the '80s were a different time, bro. That's back when America was still the motherfucking ballhead eagle. Like it was the '80s. The '80s, everybody was like patriotic. Well, it's even even after nine eleven, people really came together, and it's like they hopped on TV, like "Go get your flag! Yeah. You better fly that flag, man! We under attack! We didn't know it was like, you know, some inside crazy shit going on."
1: Remember, I, I think there's this funny story that goes around about Joey Diaz after uh, was it Casey Anthony that drowned her kids? <sighs> okay, what happened? Was it? Do you remember this Joey Diaz story where that the very next day he goes out at the comedy store in the OR and he's like. He makes a joke. He starts a joke about her and the kids or whatever. He's like, you know, Joe Diaz. This is also like ten plus years ago, fifteen years ago maybe. Where he's like, uh, <laughs> those kids will not be missed. I heard they were bad kids. They sat this close to the TV. They never put their blocks up. They won't be missed, you know. And he made a crazy joke like that, but it was so funny the way that he put yeah, it together.
0: Like, like he could pull it off. What's off limits if that's the case, you know? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm sure some of these alt comedians are like try to be edgy just for the sake of being edgy. Yeah. But, uh, but in the grand scheme of things, man, it's like... For example, have we talked about... Perfect segue. Have we talked about Tim Dillon and Michael Shea in the SNL thing?
1: Barely. I mean, not barely. We did kind of talk about it, but n- we, n- on that was on RPT, right? Okay. So now we could you know, get deeper into okay, it. Okay, yeah. On let's go chat.
0: in. Let's go in. Let's go in. All right. So I know other podcasts have covered this, but hey, we ain't other podcasts, That's baby. Right. We got our own sauce before I believe it. So uh, I guess the way it all began is... SNL dropped a skit where it was a uh, Big Bird, I forget the guy's name, some comedian, I don't know who the fuck. And then you had tall-ass, goofy-ass Pete Davidson as Joe Rogan. Tall, skinny Pete Davidson, not a little muscle suit on, under the shirt, not fake tattoo, nothing. Just walks up looking like Uncle Fester chewing on uh, ivermectins, right? <laughs> so it was like Sesame on Ted Cruz Street or something. And the writing, uh, Tim Dillon made a comment, I guess it was a tweet, where he was like, SNL been funny for decades. You know, don't get it twisted. SNL will, used to be pretty fucking funny as of recently. He's like, but this shit is, what the fuck is this? He's like, it's more propaganda than everything. And he's like, I'm not just saying it because I'm Rogan's friend. And But he's like, y'all are washed. Y'all are corny. Y'all are lame. Yeah. And then Michael Shea is the head writer, or co-head writer. Yeah. He's been the man over there for about eight years. And then he threw a jab on his instagram stories because he's not allowed to be on twitter when you work for nbc (laughs) not allowed yeah you ain't allowed you ain't an independent free man bro like tim Dillon. so somebody i guess hit up shay and they were like yeah but tim dylan makes 190k a month on patreon and he was like don't get fresh tim we all know who tim really is he's a humble sweet guy but he ain't make it in stand-up and he over there trying to be a media personality and it's like, you mean a podcast, motherfucker? That's what you mean? Media person? Says the guy on an NBC TV show. It's like, wait, you mad? Because he pointed out the obvious that, that y'all are forcing these narratives. It's like, it's, he said uh, Tim Dillon had a good critique. He said it's more talking points than jokes. Yeah. He's like, there's a hundred ways y'all could have made this funny. Also the attack of it like he's
1: a he's a online media personality. That 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 jab, you know, even though it was a jab, it didn't really seem like something that really makes a lot of sense in 2021. Like who's not trying to be if they're already on if they're online some sort of personality and it just so happens that it's if it's social media. I mean, it's we've talked about it. it might not translate to the stage, but you're still a media personality. It really doesn't matter who you are. If The View was a sketch show, poof, it'd be the SNL basically. <laughs> It is. It's the SNL of morning daytime TV.
0: The view is the SNL of morning daytime TV.
1: And we're going to play that clip on RPT next.
0: (laughs) That's ridiculous. Okay. Now, before I get off track and my blood pressure goes up, because we're recording RPT after this, um, that is the end of the teaser, All right. If you want the whole enchilada, the full shebang, that's strictly for the patrons, we're hitting y'all with more premium content. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales and get full access to all of the shows all of the content and all the premium exclusives all right see you there patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales